Welcome to Episode Zero of Calamity Cast's newest show, The Black Lodge Complaint Department. I'm your co-host, Adam Bauer. And I'm Daniel Williams. If you know us, you know that when it comes to podcasting, we typically lean pretty heavily towards scripted audio comedy. But we wanted to try something new. With the Black Lodge Complaint Department, Daniel and I are going to be covering every episode of Twin Peaks and the movie Firewalk With Me. Adam, that sounds like something that a lot of people have already done before. Yeah, yeah, but uh, we have a twist, don't we? We do, because I hate David Lynch and I've never seen Twin Peaks before. Oh boy, this is going to be a long one, folks. Tuck in. (laughs) Tuck up. Daniel's got a hot take on Twin Peaks. This is basically someone that has no interest in the show, no idea why it was such a, a cultural touchstone, uh, kind of why it's been referenced in yeah. so many forms of media. Apparently, it's years. important. I don't buy into that. So we're gonna we're we're gonna see if opinions can't be changed. Although I do not foresee that happening. Here's my prequel episode prediction. Okay, as someone who has seen Twin Peaks multiple times, this and this won't even be my first time watching Twin Peaks with someone who's never seen it before. Yeah. I've gotten a few people into it over the years, and my, my oh, you're like a pusher. Yeah, I, I am. I am. And I here's my prediction: is that I think you will definitely get into Twin Peaks season one, the first eight episodes. It has a way of pulling you in. It is atmospheric. It's moody. There's a lot of interesting characters, and there's a big whodunit in the foreground for you to kind of munch on, and I think you'll dig that. And I think maybe you'll even dig a little bit of season two up to a certain point, and then we are going to plummet down to the earth in an asteroid. <laughs> oh, so there's a point at which you are not even interested in it anymore. To an extent. I mean, and I will probably lose Twin Peaks points for this and whatever Twin Peaks Yeah, we've got a tally. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'll be with you suffering through parts of <laughs> Twin Peaks because for me, my introduction to Twin Peaks was stumbling across Firewalk with me right. uh, late at night uh, on IFC. Right. And it just I had no idea what was happening. I knew who Kyle McLaughlin was and it just pulled me in. And then I got into the show that way. So a lot of people love the show for its, you know, melodrama and things like that. But when David Lynch starts pulling away from the project, that's when I kind of start pulling away from the series. I can get through yeah. a large chunk of season two, but it's going to be painful for me too. It he comes back and kind of pulls it together in the end. And that's when they start getting into the really the mythos of the lodges and things like that. That's the stuff that I really yeah. adore. And the return, I absolutely loved. And it's a very polarizing return to Twin Peaks. And I think that is where, you know, maybe a lot of your complaining is going to resurface again. I think you'll I think you'll get into it in the beginning. You kind of get bored halfway through season two, like most reasonable people do. And then we'll do the movie and then we'll do the the return and you'll just fly off the fucking handle. I think with the return, we'll see. <laughs> so, yeah. So I guess the, the kind of things that we hope to do with the show Black Lodge is we want to talk about the history of the show, pull from, you know, the show Bible, show trivia, stuff like that, kind of see where it came from. You'll hear clips. We'll make sure to, to, to put stuff that I'm complaining about in context for the listeners. Hopefully we'll pull in people like me that have never seen the show and will kind of want to watch along. Like I think that'd be pretty great is if we pulled in or people that have seen the show and want to watch along and see an outside perspective as they're viewing it through their 
very rose tinted lenses. Yeah. And Daniel and I know that Twin Peaks podcasts are not a rare thing. We think we have kind of an interesting angle, but let's be real here. I am not a Twin Peaks scholar. I am a devoted fan. I am not an obsessed fan. I'll probably be learning new things about the show as the show progresses too. But the reality of this, we're two schlubs talking about Twin Peaks. We're not going to dissect the philosophy. We're not going to have deep brooding discussions. I mean, I don't, that's not what's going to happen here. This is just kind of two I've never had a a deep discussion about anything in my life and I don't intend to start now. We may get there when some of the darker themes start rearing their heads, but I think for now, just expect just two buddies talking about Twin Peaks, one who has never seen it before and one who absolutely adores it in so many ways. So on that, should we maybe go over just a brief backstory of Twin Peaks as a show, as a concept? We'll obviously get into more detail in our actual episodes, but why do you think it was such an important television show? Well, during the um, Writers Guild of America East strike in 1988, David Lynch and Mark Frost had a 10-minute meeting with ABC's network head and pretty much pitched the series with nothing more than an image and a concept. I think for Lynch and Frost, the whole point of the show was in the beginning, the murder of Laura Palmer was going to be in the foreground, but then they were going to push that back. And hopefully everyone would become engaged with the different townsfolks and their problems and Mm. who they're fucking and who they're not fucking and all that weird shit going on. That was always the point in the beginning. Yeah. Um, Now it didn't turn into that after a while. They walked away after a season and a half. Yeah. um, There is a point in season two and it is blatantly obvious when Lynch and Frost, frustrated with the television network engine at the time, just walked away. I think Lynch walked away to go direct um, Wild at Heart with Laura Dern and Nicolas Cage. And then I'm not too sure what Frost did, but Frost was um, a veteran writer. I think he'd done Hill Street Blues or something. But yeah, they walk away at a certain point. Do you think that I will appreciate this story more once they're gone? (laughs) No, because... (laughs) Because all of the really interesting threads that Lynch pulls kind of just there. I mean, you just imagine a writer's room trying to save a show that was a just a massive hit in its first season. And what um, do you think made it a massive hit? Uh, I mean, if you look at Cause from what I understand it, I guess now looking from what I know, it seems derivative, but that's now. Yeah. So, well, think about it. it's ni- this thing. Um, the pilot episode aired in April eighth, nineteen ninety. So, think about the television landscape in nineteen ninety. You know, it was not. It was sitcoms and. Are you about cheesy. to talk bad about Full House? <laughs> I don't think Full House was. I guess Full House was around in ninety. Yeah, yeah probably. You know, uh, and late night network drama. Think of you know we're coming out of the eighties, Dallas, and you know stuff like that. Twin Peaks was the first show to really inject a really moody atmosphere, and it was television, primetime television drama directed by a relatively well-known avant-garde director. Uh, it just had a lot of things going for it, and I think first and foremost is that the setting, Pacific Northwest, it's yeah. very cloudy it and rainy. It's very an unusual setting. Pulls for, you in, especially yeah. for a murder mystery. The big tall trees yeah. and you know, just the oppressive cloud cloud cover and, and rain. And, you know, not a lot of people visited the Pacific Northwest. So it's kind of a pulls them in and in, in more than one. Well, like like it pulls Cooper in <laughs> in the first episode, he falls in, you know, he falls in love with the town. OK. You know, I think what I find most interesting about the idea of Twin Peaks is that people were so engaged by something that David Lynch did, because I find David Lynch to be so off putting 
So well, it's funny. I guess you that'll think, be that'll be. Uh, you think he's off-putting, but the people that love David Lynch, his influence is just injected into so much these days. I mean, you're watching Atlanta, and I mean, Lynch almost exclusively uses dream logic in his movies, and Atlanta infuses large oh, yeah, chunks of dream true. logic into their in their show. And I yeah. mean. You know, and we were talking when we first started talking about it. I referenced that episode of The Simpsons who shot Mr. Burns, where I for, I forget who had the dream, but someone has a dream, and it's in the red room from I believe episode three. And Lisa comes out and you know does her thing, and you had no idea that it's was a Chief Wiggum, and I had no idea that that was a yeah, it was, was a, a Twin, Twin Peaks, Peaks reference. Yeah. yeah, I think there are a few more, even maybe in that episode or another episode where it was kind of the height of Twin Peaks mania, and Homer was flipping through the television and watching Twin Peaks and it was some guy dancing with a horse and he kind of <laughs> laughed and thought, you know, it was engaging television, but he had no idea what was going on. And that's kind of, that's that, kind of David That's how Lynch, I watched yeah. The Simpsons, yeah, David making Lynch. Twin Peaks references. <laughs> David Lynch is a guy that operates on dream logic. He's a guy that is focused on the underbelly of conservative America, white picket fence. I mean, look at Blue Velvet. I mean, Twin Peaks is a continuation of Blue Velvet, at least the idea and the feeling. and the, Did not like yeah. Blue Velvet. <laughs> This is gonna be tough. Yeah. It's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting ride. So let's get back on track here. Yeah, let's uh, let's finish this little prequel episode up. When Twin Peaks started, it was a show about the murder of Laura Palmer, and it pulled you into that world and introduced you to a lot of different people and their problems. The first season of Twin Peaks was short, eight episodes, and then it was a massive hit and so season two 22 23 episodes so it's absolutely huge it's weird that the first season was so short you see a lot of that today but uh, back in those days you know yeah these days eight episodes would be a standard season for something right yeah i mean 22 23 is more was more standard then so it's yeah i mean even lost which is another show that was you know wouldn't exist without twin peaks you know they had massive 23 episode long seasons yeah. when when abc realized oh this is a massive hit and i think any, no show needs to last 20 episodes. It just becomes bloated and hacky writing and just the pacing is utterly destroyed when it's that long. I agree. Uh, you know, when you've got a show that has to do 24 episodes and there's only like 16 great ones, just do the 16 or just do the 12. Yeah. Cut the fat. But, you know, I'm not a TV executive, so. Well, uh, and they, and they keep deleting my emails. And Thanks, Hollywood. <laughs> and in an effort to avoid spoiling you, season two ended on a cliffhanger and the show was canceled. It just had become <laughs> by the by the time season two came around the first season, it pretty much captivated America and ABC executives pressured David Lynch and Mark Frost to wrap up that storyline when that was never really their true intention. Shock. Ultimately, yeah, Lynch and Frost kind of come back at the end of season two to try and save everything. But at that point, it was too late. The America just stopped caring about Twin Peaks and all the characters. And the show ended on a cliffhanger and was not renewed, much to the chagrin of the longtime Twin Peaks fans. But and they did a movie. They came back and, and yeah, did Lynch, the firewalk with me. Yeah, they came back and did a movie and in typical Lynch fashion. Do you fashion, know how long after season two that, that, that the movie was... Greenlit. The movie came around in 1992, but in typical Lynch fashion, he wanted to subvert audience expectations. And instead of addressing the cliffhanger at the end of season two, he's like, no, fam, I'm going back and we're going to check out the last week of Laura's life. So the mm, so it's like a prequel. It's a prequel, right? It's, it is it is the last seven days leading up to Laura's murder. So the end of Firewalk With Me, show starts. And that okay. just pissed people off even more. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino, notoriously, I think after... Um, 
I recall correctly, when Firewalk With Me aired in Cannes, it was booed. It was panned. Even Quentin Tarantino kind of said, you know, he loved Lynch and he loved Twin Peaks, but with Firewalk With Me, he had disappeared up his ass. And I think if you look at Lynch's... Wow. Coming from Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, exactly. And if you look at Lynch's trajectory, he started with Eraserhead, which was just absolute surrealist avant-garde directing in late 70s. And then instead of doing a project that he wanted to move forward with called Ronnie Rocket, and I think many elements of Ronnie Rocket surfaced in Twin Peaks The Return, he did The Elephant Man, and then he did Dune, and then I think that's when he did Blue Velvet. Eye roll. Mm -hmm. And I I don't know when he met Mark Frost, but I know that after Blue Velvet, they kind of got together and were chatting, and they wanted to do a television show about Marilyn Monroe. And ultimately, I think it just didn't happen, but that seed of an idea turned into Twin Peaks. And it blew up, I think, more than those two could have ever imagined and then came crashing down to earth almost just as fast. And, <laughs> and then the movie was in 1992 and then nothing until... 2016? Uh, it aired in 2017. I think uh-huh. 2014, 2013, Showtime, you know, HBO was coming off True Detective and Game of Thrones. And I think a lot of these primetime television networks were looking to get their own kind of cult phenomenon happening. And uh, it really was just a matter of time before, you know, Lynch and Frost came back. And I think over the years, people had asked Lynch if he was ever going to do anything Twin Peaks related. And I think Firewalk With Me really hurt him because he poured a lot <laughs> of his passion into that film. And he loved Laura and he loved exploring, you know, the awful things that she was going through. And then the fact that everyone just poo-pooed on it. He just, it really killed his momentum for it all. But He took his toys and went mm-hmm. home. But yeah, exactly, exactly. You know, he still had ideas brewing and Showtime came to him and there is a throwaway line that it won't be too much of a spoiler, but there, well, let's not, I'm not going to spoil it for you. There is a line in season two that alludes to something happening down the line. And it was about 25 years later and they thought, hey, you know, Showtime's here. They're offering us money. Let's do this. And they jumped off the deep end. They were planning on eight to nine episodes. and They did 18, right? They did 18. Yeah. Uh, wow. Lynch got in, up in the studios and like, I need more time. I need more money. I can't ah, do this. I need anymore. more time. Yeah. He, and he, he got it. I mean, at this point, you know, there are two camps. One, there are people that absolutely love the first two seasons of Twin Peaks, even the bad stuff that, you know, you and I probably will have trouble getting through. And they absolutely loved it. And the return is nothing like any of that. So it alienated a lot of longtime Twin Peaks fans. The hardcore fans that are really into the mythology and things like that, they stayed around and they loved it. But David Lynch's trajectory, his his films have gotten weirder and weirder and weirder. Yeah. And, you know, there was Blue Velvet and then Wild at Heart and then I think it was yeah, Firewalk yeah. With Me and then Mulholland Drive, Hi- lost, lost Highway, highway Lost Highway, Mulholland Drive. And they just got increasingly more yeah. dream logic oriented. And, you know, he, he wants his movies and his media to convey a mood and not necessarily specific plot points. Yeah. And you're not supposed to be able to just look at that and say, well, I know the answer to this question. You, you know, as we get through the show, maybe you'll find out why I hope so. people are drawn to Lynch. You know, I'm on this earth to just understand the madness of people. So if this can get me a little bit closer, that's all I can ask for. So if it sounds like fun listening to me kind of chat about Twin Peaks and listen to Daniel suffer through <laughs> Twin Peaks and maybe even like it, you know, if you're a Twin Peaks fan, maybe you can witness someone blossom, maybe a new fan blossom here or someone just get completely pissed off about what he's watching and having to digest. Please Alone, join us. Yeah. by myself. I got no one with me. My wife won't do it. 
join us for the Black Lodge Complaint Department. Daniel and I are going to start jumping into episode one soon, and we've got 48 episodes in a movie to get through, yeah, something, something like, like that. that. So, we're we're, we're, we're going to drop weekly, so you know, if you if you dig what we're talking about, please subscribe, check it out, tell your friends, uh, and you know, make sure to, to, to hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. We're going to be using the hashtag BLCD to have our Black Lodge Complaint Department conversations on our Calamity Cast Twitter account. And if you have questions for Daniel and I, or if you're a Twin Peaks fan and you have a question you want to propose to Daniel, or if you want to just chime in, feel free to contact us. At CalamityCastNetwork at gmail.com, at CalamityCast on Facebook. So check back soon, and uh, hope you enjoy it. This has been a Calamity Cast production. For more content, visit CalamityCast.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.